you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, hey, and welcome back for another episode of the Retail Transformation Show. Now, let's be honest, transformation is really common. The word transformation is really common at present, isn't it? Everyone seems to be talking about it. So in episode three, let's get into exactly what a transformation is and what are the three steps you need to go through to kick off a transformation. But before we begin, If you've not already done so, please subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you stay up to date with all the latest on retail transformation. Also, who do you know that is also interested in retail transformation? Please, could you share this podcast with them? I'd really appreciate it, and I'm sure they will too. So what does transformation mean for retail? Well, firstly, and Here's a bit of an alert. There's a bit of a woolly answer coming up, all right? Transformation is different for everyone. And I know that's not a particularly helpful answer, but it's the true answer. And we'll dive just into how do you actually define your transformation later on in the episode. But what it essentially is, is it's it's a change. It's a significant change. Now, it doesn't mean completely changing everything. So if you're a a menswear retailer, it doesn't mean you're going to completely change and turn into a, a bookshop or a car mechanic. And a kind of neat way of looking at it is thinking about transformers. That's right, robots in disguise. Now they shift from one thing to another, but it's made from the same constituent parts. And even in the new form, there are still some common elements showing the heritage of what was there before. So a retail transformation is very similar. It's a a significant change but it's made from the same parts and it still has that same heritage that links it all together. So a transformation is quite a personal thing that means different things to different companies and maybe even different things within the same company. So the first step to get started is to work out what it means for you. Now, I'm about to give you a three-step process right here to get started and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode too you can leave a comment at obandco.uk slash 003. So the three-step process. Step one is recognizing the problem. Now you need to really define what the challenge is for your business, for your retail operation. Start with the symptoms. These are the, the things that you can see that uh, are causing pain. Now that might be a bad set of results, It might be a bad performance on a particular KPI, for example, net promoter score, NPS, or it could be even an operational KPI availability, something like that. Once you've got that symptom, you need to dive into it to explore it, understand the root causes. What is it that is causing that to happen to you? What is it that is causing that poor performance or that challenge? But there's a big watch out here as well. If the business as a whole doesn't recognize the problem that you're tackling, you're always going to struggle to get people and in particular your stakeholders on board to support your transformation goals. So be sure to have some open and honest and frank discussions to make sure that the entire business and all your stakeholders 
are signed up to overcoming your current challenges. Step two is about defining the goal. What is the end point? Where are you trying to get to? Now, you're probably going to need to supplement all of your understanding of the problem with some research at this stage to help you benchmark and give more foresight and insight into the future challenges that your business faces. Now, another big watch out here is to make sure that your goal is tangible and clear without using too much BS. So forget talking about paradigm shifts and the new age of retailing. We're talking specific here, right? Identify what will be different. Identify what the new outcome will be. You then need to challenge yourself and ask, would those outcomes actually mean that the problem would be solved? Would they overcome those challenges that you're currently experiencing? Once you've got this endpoint in mind, it's worth adding more detail to help crystallize it, to help make it tangible. Don't, don't think about those sort of uh, those vague terms. We want to get specific here. And one way I always recommend to, to help here is to visualize what different people will say in the future. This helps focus down on the benefits. You're looking at different categories of people here and asking, what would they say? What would they think? What would your customers say? What would your store colleagues say? How about their managers? And here's another little tip. You might want to even have actual discussions with some of these people and just run them through. If this problem was solved, what would it mean for you? That will give you some real data to say, is this the big deal? If it's not, you've probably got the wrong problem or you've not explored it quite well enough. Once you've got a range of different future opinions, you can really get quite specific on what the new world will look like. So you may come up with a a number of phrases which could be, now I can dot dot dot. I love that the company does this so that dot dot dot. This is important to make sure that your stakeholders can see an improvement in the future. Also, understanding what these different stakeholders or different people will say will help you communicate the goal to a wider audience. Suddenly, other other people, other stakeholders can imagine the end result for the whole company. And they're more likely then to get on board and support the transformation. Step three is then about outlining the approach. Here, you need to almost decide what sort of transformation. There are several different routes you could go down. And I've got six broad styles of transformation. And you might have a transformation that sits in one, or it might go across two or three different buckets. So type one is a customer-facing transformation. Perhaps this is the most extreme form of transformation from an outside perspective. It's arguably shifting the business model. As a bit of an example, think of Uber. It's transformed the taxi market by changing the way that customers engage and the way that the customers buy. It's adding a big dose of convenience and a big dose of consistency as well. But just thinking back to that transformation element, it's still got some of the heritage. It's still got a car. It's still got a driver that you're hiring. You're still moving from A to B. So it's the same original business model, but it's just transformed. The second bucket is a brand transformation. This is shifting the values or the meaning of the company itself. It's changing what you stand for. But don't confuse it with a change of logo, which frankly is a bit of window dressing. This is about really getting to the heart of what the company stands for and means 
and revolutionising that, crystallising that. Now that could include some product transformation as well, if you're really needing to shift the game up and improve what it is you're selling. A good example here is Burberry. In around the mid-2000s, the mid-noughties, they had a, a bit of trouble with their brand. From a perception perspective, it had been taken on, particularly in Britain, by gang mentality. And it was quite a variable product range, quite inconsistent. So they really needed to shift it up. They got back to their heritage. They got back to their brand values. And they've really skyrocketed since. Another type of transformation is a channel transformation. So the obvious one here is multi-channel or omni-channel with the development, of course, of the internet and e-commerce. Now, this could include developing a better web experience through either a, either a computer or through a mobile app, or also could include how a purchase is fulfilled. But let's not also forget, it could be a physical transformation of an existing channel or location, such as a bricks and mortar store. The classic example here, of course, is Amazon who have really shifted the e-commerce market through their range and through their fulfillment propositions. People transformation is changing how employees work with and for the whole company. This could be a number of different things, such as remuneration and benefits, planning and shift management, training. Perhaps it's even resetting the purpose and responsibilities for a particular role or even a reorg or organization redesign. An example of a people transformation would be introducing a workforce management or WFM system, which when implemented radically changes how people engage with the company and it opens a clearer two-way communication when it comes to shift planning, holiday planning, work activities, training and a number of different elements. A process transformation is changing how things are done in the business, within the business. It's a big shift in the operating model and it delivers improvement through efficiencies or through giving a better customer experience. So to illustrate this point, a couple of examples. Amazon Go, which is, is the new store format using cameras and technology and sensors to be able to help customers and remove that whole checkout process. Another big example is Ocado's automated warehouse, where all of the product picking is done automatically by robots. Now, those are big extreme examples, but I hope they illustrate the point. The final type of transformation is a system transformation. Now, I'm really strongly avoiding using the term digital transformation because really digital is part of everyday life now. It flows through all areas of retail. So what I'm talking about here in system transformation is that it's a major system overhaul. IT systems are introduced and generally they become a backbone of how a retailer operates. They're so critical to the day-to-day -day operation, but they do age and they need updating. Often what happens is that there are then minor system upgrades and bolt-ons as time goes by. And they get that retailer through. They get that system through. But ultimately, there are some real big limitations with that system. And at some point, it's time to take that legacy system, remove it and replace it to offer new life and the opportunity to enable new features and new benefits. An example here could be upgrading 
a warehouse management system or WMS. It needs upgrading to be able to get the business ready for the future. So you've got six different types here. And there's not a rigid set of rules, but you can use these six types to help scope out the work of your transformation, defining what it is and what it is not. Now, I also mentioned there could be an overlap. Your transformation could have multiple different types of these these six different transformation styles. So by this stage, you've now got a clear understanding of the problem and the challenge, a really good understanding, frankly. You're clear on the goal and what the future will look like, and you've begun to scope out what's going to be included. The next stage is actually getting into more detail and building a roadmap. And that's just what we're going to get into in the next episode of the Retail Transformation Show. So to wrap up, we've looked at the word transformation and what it means. And we've got those three steps to help you define your transformation and make it more tangible. It is difficult to define a transformation. It's not just a set standard thing that you're going to do. It's different for every company. But we've used these three steps to help you define your transformation in a much clearer way. So the first step was recognizing the problem. Next up, we defined our goal. And finally, we outlined the approach and the type of transformation that you're going to do. Now, I'm going to embed a few videos of some of these examples, like Ocado's Automated Warehouse or the Amazon Go Store. And you can see some of the cool stuff I'm referring to. Access all of those videos over at obandco.uk slash 003. And of course, let me know what you think of this episode and in fact the podcast as a whole, or if you've got any questions. You can find me on LinkedIn, Oliver Banks, or send me an email at oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And two big asks just before we finish the episode today. Number one, please subscribe to make sure that you don't miss out on the next episode. And secondly, please tell a colleague about the Retail Transformation Show. I'm sure they'll appreciate it, and I know I would too. So thank you, and thank you for listening as well. And I look forward to joining you next time. See you then. 